Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right. What's going on, people? Emergency. Not much. Emergency guard report. This is necessary, guys. Very necessary. I don't know if I like you down there. Perfect timing. There, I moved you. Oh, I'm usually, you down where, I'm usually where Joe Sway is. I'm usually where Joe Sway is. No, yeah. John, John, just figure that out. Uh, I Yo, moved I you. Thinking, do we need to give people like 30 seconds to get on before we before we jump into things? Or that's that's what I'm doing. All right, all right, just making we're, sure. We're riffing. I'm moving. Well, that's I'm what moving. we do. Yeah, no, that's what we do. I'm just, you know. Yeah, this is I'm like moving we can warm up here. I can anyone ask- hear Joe Sway? I'm just well, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm clear. Don't mess with me like that, John. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, no one's answering me yet. So maybe he's like, what? For anyone I wondering what, what goes on behind the scenes, it was just us yelling at Joe Sway. About 30 seconds. Come on. About 30 seconds. Joe Sway. I have whole, no idea. My whole house was like, why do you keep yelling Joe Sway? <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea. Connected. In Brockton, you should tell yeah, exactly. Where the show is going tonight. I usually ask beforehand, like, what are we, what are we talking about? But I'm just going in blind. I'm, I'm going in completely blind, folks. We're flying blind tonight. The NBA, luckily, it was a quiet day. There's not much to talk about anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I know we'll just take some user comments, see what we got. <laughs> I feel like we triggered this thing with our group chat. I feel like we sort of, we sort of. We, oh, we I willed, know we triggered this, and it wasn't the group chat. We willed it into submission, into uh, into existence. Yeah. Man, yeah. So um, we'll get started. Um, you know, slow we, burn we should, here. We should be talking after a game tonight, but we can't right. seem to catch a Celtics game. Anymore. Yeah, where do you where do you want to start with this, John? <laughs> we can go so many different places. No, I mean we're starting with the news, obviously. Uh, so by now yeah. everybody knows uh, the James Harden. Uh, you know, uh, ate his way out of uh, Houston or that protest is over. Or played, did whatever it was he wanted to do to no longer play for the Rockets. Uh, he and did everything but he got his wish. He got his wish. Just another another case of a, of an entitled NBA superstar getting whatever they want, whenever they want, just because they say so. And you have no choice. They have all the power. And Houston did what they could do. I guess we'll get into winners and losers, but like, let's just. The way it unfolded was pretty interesting because it sounded again. This is the second time Philly was used as like a prop. Um, you know, yeah. Philly was used to create abuse. This idea that there was something going on that really wasn't happening because it sounded like it was Simmons, you know, and they were close on it. Um, and Maxi, they were, and uh, you know. And as soon as you guys texted, you're like, it's done. I was like, oh, wow, Simmons is gone. It was like, nope, it's a really complicated four-team deal um, with a bunch of pieces. So that, to me, doesn't lead me to believe that, like, you know, the Philly deal was on the table, and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden they were like, like, oh, let's go do this really complicated (laughs) four-team deal. That means Philly was really never in. Yeah, let's get Indy involved. (laughs) Yeah, they use Philly as leverage. Come on, that's exactly what this was. Maybe, but, like... It's. I mean, this had to have been much about it. Had to been going on for a long time. I mean, yeah, maybe, I, maybe they were flirting with the idea. But did you really think, with the way the the, the Philadelphia 76ers started out, you really think that Doc Rivers wanted to sign up for that task, that tall task? I think Doc was thinking, well, wait a minute. I think I fixed this thing. I, I think I'm I'm the cure here. You know, and ten games into it, we have a pretty good record. And well, you know, but, you know, the Celtics managed to have, to have first place right now. But I don't think he was excited about coaching James Harden. Well, the early, early returns out of Philly were that Doc was relieved because he likes Ben. Uh, Simmons yeah. was crazy relieved because he wanted nothing to do with going to Houston. And even Embiid was happy. So it seems like Philly's, Philly's all set. Philly felt like we're all set with what we've got. They like what they have yeah. right now. And I, I, I listen, if I was the Rockets, I would have I would have been so, so happy if if my star player demands a trade and all of a sudden Ben Simmons becomes available and, and it sounded like maybe Maxie was – May or may not have been part of the deal. I mean, that to me would have been 
the luck of all lucks timing wise for, for Houston, man. I mean, I know Houston got an absolute haul. If, if you're into the whole draft pick thing, I'm, I'm sure Bobby's going to tell us why it's so much better than the, what the Sixers could offer because of all the draft picks and everything like that. But for me, if you, you know, if you're Houston, you've got John Wall, you've got DeMarcus Cousins. I know he's not like a cornerstone piece anymore, but you've got Christian Wood. You've got some good players there. And if, if you were able to bring in Simmons and maybe another guy, you can be competitive. And and that to me is, I, I think, what Houston would have rather have wanted rather than to just do a full rebuild. I mean, man, imagine being a Rockets fan right now and what you're used to watching on, on offense and, and, you know, from that team. And now all of a sudden, you really don't have much of anything at all to really look, you know, at least long term with. Well, Christian Wood. Before we get into it, let's just break it down <clears throat> just so everybody's got it. Yeah. You're looking at um, basically the deal, and I want to just pull it up entirely to have the whole thing. But um, the Nets just get Harden, right? Yep. Well, that's basically it. And so it wasn't. It wasn't technically a four-team deal, but the right there was a second trade after the fact. Yeah. So the Pacers right. and Rockets made a trade after. They made a trade after the fact, okay. but basically. The Nets get Harden in a second-round pick. The Rockets um, get Victor Oladipo from Indiana that got involved here. Uh, Exum, uh, 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 is it uh, – uh, pronounce it for me. Uh, Kuruks. Kuruks, yeah. right? Kuruks. Um, Kuruks. Exum, bro. You said, you said it right. <laughs> yeah. Four first-round picks and, and, and four pick swaps, okay? <laughs> Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Um, I don't know Levert. how Lavert's gone too, and Lavert goes to the Pacers, huge, which is, I think the huge. So what's funny is my Pacers. Again, Pacers yeah, sneaky get, get better there, and they had been great. You look at them; you're probably talking about them being a top three team in the East already, and, oh. and he probably he probably fits in the mold there as well. So wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Are you they could possibly be better than the Celtics. Wait, Jimmy, wait, you, wait a second. I did, thought I was did going people crazy. scream at you and call you a lunatic for saying yeah. such things? Right. Yeah. Joking no, I about basketball. What am I doing on the show? What am yes. I doing on any show? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a hater. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland, I don't get it all. I mean, Cleveland's now got, I mean, Cleveland, I mean, assets, baby. Cleveland's got uh, uh, Drummond, Allen, Thon Maker, JaVale McGee. Like, what do you need? Not All of these seven players. They got, they got big, big, big Celtics uh, 2013 energy. The first year of Brass. Yeah. Yeah. And Bolden. You know, they, yeah, got, right. they got four seven players on good too. The Cavaliers have some nice pieces into the future. They, they, they were. The question was whether they were going to be a sneaky hard in trade here, but instead they choose to just keep piling up those assets. Well, and so, who's the winner here? I'm going to go out. I so I'm going to change my opinion five times on this trade. I, I probably it's Brooklyn, but no, I think it's gotta be Brooklyn. I think I think both Brooklyn and Houston lost this trade. Believe it or not. Uh, I really I do. I don't know that Brooklyn is marked. <laughs> I really do. This I isn't think- the final team we're going to be looking at with Brooklyn either. Okay, Bobby or Josue. Brooklyn will add why, why, why You're not going at it with just Jordan. Yeah. Right. They'll add a big. And they actually have depth around these guys. Uh, I don't think they lost that that many. The picks don't, the picks don't go far enough to matter for me. They do. Uh, gonna, they do. A they do bit. eventually, but only at the tail end. They're yeah. not going to be bad enough that early. I'm surprised there wasn't pick protections there, but I'm not. I'm surprised uh, Houston didn't say, "Can we push them all to two years from now?" You know, can we start this all? Like that's what I would have done if I were Houston. I would have tried to. Start I don't this think you can do that. I think there's a limit on how far out it can go. I, I would have seven years. The first one I want to trade for is your 2022 first rounder. Then I'll start the swaps and start to do it there. So I want to start catching you on the downswing. The first two, three years you can probably say are tossed. The pick swaps are useless and the pick is going to be low. The pick is going to be low. Yeah. So you're basically the Celtics now with a bunch of picks in the twenties. Like who gives a, you know, like, yeah. Well, that's what we said about that Celtics trade way back when, too. You never know. Uh, Durant and Irving have signed you never for know. two right. years, and uh, that's Harden's window as well. So all three of these guys could potentially be free agents after next year. And yeah. we'll see where it goes. We'll see how it fits. We know it's combustible. <laughs> I mean, it blew <laughs> up sure. on the Nets once. It blew yeah. up on the Nets once. Oh, it's unfathomable <laughs> that they would do the picks thing again. But It's incredible that they're doing it again. But it's a different brass there. <laughs> These weren't it, the guys who did it before. Those like, guys got like, fired because of that. They're like, well, look, look, what, look at what we look like now, though. You know, we, we, we survived that. It was like, yeah, but it took you guys about seven years. And it was 
pure luck, if you really think about it, that they're able to strike those two guys. Geographical how, location. How is it going to work, though? I mean, talent aside, how how is this? How do you guys see this working when you get Kevin Garnett, James Harden reuniting? You know the uh, the old the old middle school buddies uh, meet again in high school, and and you know the high school buddy. Kyrie Irving's now is he now on the outside looking in and is is he pissed off? Does he even know if this trade happened yet? I mean, has has anyone told him? Is 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 he uh on that's the second planet Earth that, right yeah. now? Somebody and, from Sex in the City told him. Yeah, reason why I think he's doing a Zoom dinner party with Kim Cattrall tonight, so she might tell him. I mean, no, I saw a report. He won this trade, I think, because if you I think about report, it. All Kyrie's fault at the end of the day, if he doesn't, you know, commit to the team or decides that he just wants to come and go as he please, you have someone like James Harden to put alongside Kevin Durant, and, and that puts them in the East Conference Finals. You know, it's almost it's almost like regardless of what what Kyrie does, it's like okay, well, at least I have my guy here, and we have at least two years at this. So my question is, how much of this is Kyrie protection in terms of like, are they legit worried? I don't know. That, that's what I don't get how it works if all three of them are there together. There's only one ball, like Jimmy said earlier. Like, and so and and the team's got massive, massive defensive issues now. You're forcing that's Jordan, my worry. Yeah, you're forcing Jordan to play, and he's brutal. He, Jordan's been done. Jordan should have retired four years ago, not signed as part of a super team, you know, three way because he's pals with these guys two years ago. That's he's a disaster. So the, the Allen hurts them. Uh, you know, you've lost the bench depth in Levert there. You've lost Dinwiddie already. So like, I don't care. It's a superstar league, three superstars. We saw what the Lakers did. The three players on the nets are better than the Lakers best three players last year. And they easily won the title, but, but it's they're just different. A, they're it's different. a weird fit um, of exactly. players, right? It's a weird, it's a different fit of positions, a different fit of where they are in their careers and, and type of, the, Players, ball dominant players, type players, and most of all, different different personalities. I mean, you might have the two most disgruntled NBA players in the league now on the same team. I mean, and then you've got Kevin Durant, who, you know, he's at, at any given point, this guy's got four or five Twitter accounts going. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Nets. If you can, I mean, the funniest, the funniest one, one of the funniest tweets I saw was that meme of the person throwing like the the food in the grease fire and it just blowing yeah. up yeah. i mean that was so funny to me because that and they were like oh this is like the nets adding james harden to the mix i mean you've got a guy in Kyrie irving where no literally nobody knows what's going on with him and now you're bringing in um you know one of the most you know ball dominant you know scoring guys in the league and asking him to just fit with one of the all-time best players in, in kevin durant so how is this going to just seamlessly happen like there's no one's practicing. No one's even allowed to hang out together. I mean, how are we expecting these guys to gel? Don't compare this to the Celtics from 2007. Just please don't. I mean, those those situations are completely different. And I, I we always go back to comparing it to that when players join each other. But you just can't. Every team and personality is, is a different fit. And to me, it's it, just because the Nets acquired Harden, not denying his talent. I just don't know how they're all going to fit together. You bring up a good point about the chemistry, the situation at hand, the practice. I mean, who know? The league could be done in a week. Who knows? Like we don't even, not even know allowed that to practice. Of that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things circling around this. But if I'm just looking at it from an X's and O's standpoint, once these guys get together, if this is a team they're throwing on the court, I look at three guys that are capable of making this work basketball wise. We've seen, uh, and I said this. This is the three biggest donkeys on the planet, though, huh? This is so. This is such an easy team to root against. They're talent oh through the roof, though. When it comes talent through the roof, but holy crap, is this the least likable team ever assembled? <laughs> For Celtics fans, it's going to be as easy Period. as it gets. Yeah. Word, right These guys are brutal. 2008, <laughs> KD Celtics whining team. every second from going to Golden State all the way down, and nobody loves me, and screw you, and you know, and and his twelve burner accounts, and friggin' Kyrie, the most. <laughs> I, whatever. I I I don't even want to talk about Kyrie. I don't want to waste a breath on him. And then Harden is just. I mean, this was disgraceful the way he uh, he shot himself out of here with Houston. You know, showing up out, throwing his teammates he under the, the fat bus. protest, and it worked. And just a brutal guy to watch play. I can't stand it. You know, like uh, uh, 
uh, I, I can't stand this brand of basketball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love watching Kyrie play truthfully, but I, I can't stand uh, Harden, uh, Harden ball. Well, they were uh, a beautiful team to watch earlier this year. And part of that is that Kyrie committed to that off ball role to some degree. He, he was getting off the ball, cutting back line. They were doing some good. They were doing some baseline pick and roll work. There. There's just a lot of, you know, pretty good sets out of that D'Antoni offense and some of the good coaches that they've assembled around Steve Nash here. Now, how does Harden fit into it? There's a lot of talk about him moving off the ball, which he hasn't done since Oklahoma City. I've argued that he's capable of it, but I think the way this actually works out is Durant playing a center type role, uh, having him play kind of like a Dirk pick and pop, pick and roll game, play off Harden's gravity like on the ball. that's wasting Durant though. You Run really went to off Durant at the five. Really? That's not a waste if he's the best yeah. of all time at that position. I mean, that, that's sort of the foregone conclusion for the next stage of his career, right? I mean, not to say that he's approaching that stage, but I mean, he's going to have to adapt a bit when he gets a bit older. So why not adapt now? Yeah, I'm with Bobby. That's going to. Who's the best player of these three right now? Durant. Durant. No question. Yeah. No question. Durant. I mean, at, at Harden's current weight, it's Durant. Yeah, but you we know? don't know it's what Harden Pound for pound? I don't know. Pound for pound? <laughs> See, that might be the wrong question. the The question might be, who's the best to run this offense? Who's the best to run this offense? Would actually be the right. Well, question Kyrie, there. Kyrie needs to show up before you can run anything through. I mean, right. the guys literally. Yeah, I mean that's the question. But I'm just talking. If all these guys are here, if but if everything's in place, I can't predict any of the other stuff. Watch, they're gonna. Somebody just said this. This is. I was thinking of this earlier. Yeah. No. Seriously. Not even I know, I'm kidding. Kyrie was killing it. I mean, we have questions now, Bobby, but on the Bobby, point Bobby, of Bobby, Bobby. Bobby doesn't get jokes. It's like that will never happen. People forget Jeff Green's actually on this next team, too. He was he was uh, in Oklahoma City with Durant and uh, Harden. So, I mean, really, I mean, who would have thought all these years later these guys are bringing the band back together? I just – I Three wings. I would have been put it this way. I would have been I would have been concerned more long term if you know Harden ends up in the Sixers. Maybe that works out for them. I just don't know if it's going to work out just because of the personalities and the and the talent that already exists in Brooklyn. I mean, I feel like you already had. Let's let's just say Kyrie comes back and he and he is a his Kyrie Irving of of old, right? I mean, you've got a talented, a really really talented team there. Now maybe they know something about Kyrie that we don't. Like you said, John, they're you've got an insurance plan in place now. But still, what do you do with Kyrie? I mean, his value is who's going to trade for Kyrie right now? I mean, yeah, you, but, you, you don't know what you're getting at this point. I think the better question is what what Kemba going to look like when he comes back for the Celtics? You know, how does this team match up against the against the Nets? I don't know. Okay. That. I think the, the, the team that we saw them face in the beginning of the season, I think they're a bit scarier in terms of for matchup purposes against the Celtics. But again, that's the big if for the Celtics is Kemba. You know, what's Here's Kemba? the thing. One thing that that I saw today, somebody tweeted, it was a report that Kyrie was very upset that he was not included in the decision to hire Steve Nash. I thought that. that was real. I didn't I see anything that real. on that. Yeah. I don't know if that's real, but let's assume that – let's assume – The guy works for West, SNY. That's in New York. For the sake of argument, based on what we know about Kyrie Irving, based on, based on the fact that he has feelings for just about everything, let's assume that he had some feelings – and, and we already heard his comments about, you know, we don't even have really have a coach this year. We're all kind of coaches. Let's assume that he wasn't thrilled. How thrilled do you think he will be, assuming he had nothing to do with the Nets bringing, better Harden, bringing Harden to Brooklyn? How is he going to react when this guy, if he does return and when he does return, how is his role different? And how is he going to be okay with that? Um, you know, how does Durant – sh- I also wonder, and I would expect that Durant was probably – asked about this so i'm led to believe that duran is cool with harden coming onto the team i don't think they make this trade without running it by Durant. i don't i, I wonder if they told nash doesn't hear anything he, he, he'll hear it from somebody else yeah i wonder who has more power in that locker room joe harris or steve nash that's a, right. <laughs> that's a real question there it's it's a complicated situation for sure but i, I look at the talent there and i know i've been Six start the defensive has been a mess, and Irving is popped off already. Open <laughs> but uh, I think the talent's there. I think they're going to be able to make it work. It might not be pretty, pristine, the way I 
envision it possibly being. This could just be a LeBron Kyrie, we're all trading off on the ball type of thing. But uh, we've seen teams that don't get along the best make the finals at the very least. And we've seen teams that uh, don't look the best schematically just get by on talent. Can we get into Kyrie's head for a minute? Okay. Now, just forget, I'm not even talking about walking away. We couldn't even try. I'm not going to bother with what he walked away for again. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I also don't care. Like, it's not. Sure. I'm at that what, point, too. I, let's just get into, if you're Kyrie, okay, th- just the arc of his life, okay? He he's he plays with the most selfless player of all time, uh, you know, who tries to make his teammates better and sure, maybe draws some attention to himself. But, I mean, who doesn't want to play with LeBron James, okay? You win right. a title, and what does Kyrie want to do? Get me the F out of here. I don't want to play with this guy. So he comes to Boston to be the man with younger kids, and he Fs that up, and he's like, no, pairing with a superstar is what I want to do. It's going to be me and my boy, and we're going to be co-equals, and we're going to go somewhere else, and we're going to make it our thing. And he gets there, plays two games, goes on a freaking walkabout, you know, disappears off the face of the earth and before he resurfaces again they freaking trade for harden and now he's the <laughs> third wheel on this team he's the third guy which is why we knew he wanted that's no problem with you dude but think about it i mean knew he didn't want maybe that's problem. less time on the court for him which appears to be what he wants anyways i don't know if this guy, guy. oh yeah. my god i don't know i really don't i mean I don't know. I mean, I you say let's get into Kyrie's head. I, I literally cannot get in his head. I mean, he was was is that was that real? He was on a Zoom call during during that for a, for, a, for like an AG candidate, progressive AG candidate, in New York, hosted yeah. by Nixon from uh, from Sex in the City, who ran for. Mayor. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's right. where that reference so came from. While, that's while his, yeah. That's what it was. Cynthia Nixon hosted it. She's the one who ran against De Blasio for mayor, who was on Sex in the City, and she hosted something for some progressive <laughs> uh, political. Uh, that's modern politics. And Kyrie's just sitting there like. Yeah. Why, why <laughs> that was the You can absolutely he was Who cares that he did that? Playing basketball or not playing basketball? The perfect well, comparison. The perfect yeah. comparison was a kid who skips school, is out running around town. Or college is probably more preferred here. You're on campus. All of a sudden, you walk by. You skip this professor's class early in the day. They see you, and you're just like, oh, 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 they got me. <laughs> Somebody yeah. tweeted that Kyrie's trying to play basketball remotely. Like, this is like so true though. I mean, he's like, he, he wants to be, he wants to be like signed by, you know, he wants all his money and signed by the Nets and be on the Nets, but he doesn't actually want to show up and play the, the game. The party's like, the problem. Like, you know. So the, that was my next point. That was my next point. Yeah. Go on. So the party's the problem. The Sex in the City AG thing, like whatever. Who cares about politically that? engaged. Who cares? It was during uh, the game. Of course that's important. Well, he was out as Nobody of like knows. two days earlier. So like it's who not cares? Like- he's I don't even know why he's out, first of all. But at least you should be locked on to the game. These are your these are your teammates that are taking the court because you're out doing whatever God knows what. That's and you're on reason. a Zoom call. Guess yeah. what? You could probably like you could res- record the Zoom call. Watch your teammates. Right. Watch the game. Be locked in. You want to be this know-it-all player and coach, and you're out there on Zoom calls and while you're while your teammates taking the court without you. And for why we don't even know, so we won't get into why. But anyways, Bob, go on. I think <laughs> you you have a point there. I think you do. With for me, if they knew two days earlier, and this goes back to the first game that he missed, them not knowing. That's the real problem here. Once it was announced, once it was figured out that doesn't become as big of a problem, whether it was at 7.30 or 6.30. If it was at 6.30, would have mattered. The problem was he was in a club, no mask, doing the Dougie, and pretty much matching what James Harden absolutely got eviscerated for to begin this year. Being in the club, especially during the height of this COVID spread, now facing a quarantine, now going to miss more time, probably three more games with this team from a quarantine that he'll be subject to. That's inexcusable. And any player, and I've said this, that's in a club, in a bar this year, should be suspended 10 to 20 games. Serious, yeah, serious suspension. Oh, no. I mean, wow. this is, we're not going to have We're not going to have a season if this is what players are allowed I to do. I would cut their hands. 
What did they find Harden in the end? Like $10,000 or $40,000, something like that? Like this has to be a discernible punishment for players that do something like that because we're not going to have a season if players aren't following protocol. I know that no, they're talking about banning high fives and post-game conversations. That's not as big of a problem as a guy being in the club without a mask. That was yeah. brutal. Uh, he deserved all the criticism he got for that. Forget the context of whether he's in or out. If he was on the court playing right now, too, it'd be just as bad. That was just inexcusable, and I ripped hard in the same way for that. Nobody can be in a bar this year. No one can be in a club this year. Look, if you do, there's going to be a huge punishment. Wah, wah. A lot Bob, of them. You sound like it. a guy who's never oh, been. You, to a party. You're the guy who's worried about him being on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, what you're saying is what you're saying is 100 true. Super selfish. I mean. Super, super, but I think super the biggest thing is leaving the team and not telling his freaking coach. Like, just yeah. watch this whole. Like, again, this is the whole. And again, we're, we're doing it. We said we weren't going to do it, but like this whole duality, you know, bipolar nature of his personality. You know, like he he gives one point five million dollars to the WNBA and get donates a ton of money to different charities, and then he calls the media pawns and doesn't call his coach to tell him he's not going to play. Like. You, you respect people or you don't respect people. <laughs> it comes one after another, too. It's back you know, and forth. I'm really cerebral, but I'm not really ruling out the fact that the earth may be flat. Like, he's just – he's a constant contradiction. So it's really hard to take anything seriously because some of the stuff he does is impactful and matters. And he might be thinking of things deeply. But then he also does the dumbest shit that's so hypocritical that it almost washes away everything else. And then he's like – you guys don't get it. You just like to talk about stuff. I know what's right. real. And then like, here we are with this. It's so tired. It's such a tired right. thing. But so, see, that's the thing. That, that's why they had to get someone like Harden because Durant, Durant wants to get another title. Durant wants to prove that he can do this again. And, and I think it means a lot to him. And those conversations that are reported between him and Harden, you know, there's, there's much truth of that. They're, they're talking about getting together in, in, in Brooklyn. You know, Kyrie didn't want any part of that. And then, I want to know what all of these guys think right now. With the recent report saying that these two aren't even that they're a bit distant. That they're saying out of out of Brooklyn that that Durant and and Kyrie because because Durant must be thinking to himself like, are you with us or are you not? Like like pick one, you know. And if you're not with us, then you know what do we sign up for? What changed in the past? I don't know six weeks when they looked like they were you know when, when Bobby and you know not to point out Bobby, but everyone was saying that this team could go to the finals, no question. Or win it all, you know. Give the give the Lakers a run for their money. They still could. I don't ultimately think this is going to be something that derails the team. I can't get inside Durant's head, but he didn't seem to care all that much when they asked him at the presser. He probably knows why he's away, and they have it figured out on their own. We know that Kyrie's more in the loop with Durant than Steve Nash. I don't know if that's that's not good. Preferred choice, but hey, this is all using this nickname regularly. This yeah, is ultimately what they signed for, up for, though. I guess it, for the season started. I'm like, that's 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 perfect. Yes, that that's what he's doing. Kanye Irving. Kanye Irving is is on point right there. Um, Kanye Irving is good. That is the, that is the definitive the difference between this team. I still think the Lakers are the favorite to win the title over this team if they potentially comes down to that because they have a real coach who's actually scheming, who's actually involved and making things happen there. Like Frank Vogel didn't get enough credit for what the Lakers did last year. Dan Tony is obviously the X's and O's guy here, but Vogel seemed to have a bigger voice in the room, a bigger, you know, leadership position among the players out there. And they built a great committed defense off of that. So the biggest question here in Brooklyn still, I don't care about Irving in the club. I don't care about the offense. The offense is going to figure it out. Is this team going to defend? That's what it comes down to. And they haven't yet. So the Lakers, are completely different than the Nets. The Lakers are a team. They have structure. They have leadership. Say what you want about LeBron James, but you won't find a better leader in the NBA than LeBron James on the court or off the court, in my opinion, in the last 15 years or whatever. I mean, however many years you want to go back. Recent, it's LeBron James for me. And you talked about the coaching. They have everything it takes to win a championship. The Nets, all they have is talent. They have no structure. They have no leadership. They have no coaching because their players don't even communicate with their coaches. And that's really bad because you guys have all been on teams. Well, Joe, maybe not just way, but you guys have all been on sports teams growing up. And really, I'm the one. You want to ha- <laughs> have a good relationship with your coach. Doc, the, the reason why players love Doc Rivers is because he's almost like a father figure to a lot of these guys. So I'm not saying that Steve Nash needs to be every player's father or any coach needs to be every player's father or anything like that. I'm just saying you want to have that type of relationship. You want to be close to your to your coaches. And it, it's clear that if Kyrie Irving just bolts 
and doesn't even have the courtesy to say, hey, coach, I can't play tonight. I'm just not feeling it or something came up. I mean, that really tells you a lot about where this team is right now. Well, I opinion. mean, what are you talking about, Jimmy, here, ultimately? Like, could that just be something that was part of the most fans in the chat, by the way, today, by far? <laughs> I, 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 I have been on some, what, over a week now? It's been a while. By far the most. I'm getting a lot of hate for the background. I mean, Joe went to the Celtics game. He was going to be reporting live and canceled it. He's the first. He was the first, like first day of school. He's the first media. (laughs) They're like, you got to go. Bro, over two, man. They're trying to kick me out of there. I'm like, but can can I just, uh, all right. That's like history. That's like some history that you're a part of though. You got some history there. Yeah. So, Joe, Jimmy. Yeah, Bobby, what are you saying? Go ahead. What, what are we talking about here ultimately, though? Like, could that be something that limits them from winning a championship? Certainly. Yes. Especially this year. Yes. There's no structure. There's nothing. I don't Kyrie's think that's gone a... for the next two weeks at least, right? Because and, and you know what's really worth that? Your starting point guard. Yeah. yeah it is. I want to shout out my. Uh... I still got my Christmas stuff up a little bit, you know, Christmas card. My tree down, but I moved the sh- I moved the shot anyway. I'm, th- I'm thinking of their competition in the East. Uh, I I still consider them the favorite in the East. I like what Philly's They're done only gonna so beat far. themselves. They're only gonna beat themselves. Yeah. They're better Look, than they're talented than everybody. That's the best thing. Where this is either gonna be a friggin' cakewalk to the finals, which it very well could be, yeah. or a hot mess. So right. that's what's gonna be fun here. But rooting for the hot mess is fun. You you want this not to work. Nobody wants the three superstar team to work, especially these three superstars. So this right. is what you get to see. And then you get to say, see, they couldn't mesh together. But I mean, right. these are three, these are three weird dudes. Yeah, uh Kyrie is just so much more important. <laughs> These are three weird dudes. It's gonna be interesting. I just, I just think Kyrie can just. I know it's cliche, but it's like he can make or break this thing in a huge way. And it's just like if he can only, I don't know, be a little more transparent with the club or with the players. I don't know. Maybe it's just Durant he's being transparent. Maybe Durant has been the whisperer for the rest of the organization. Maybe he's the one telling everyone what's what's going on in Kyrie's world right now. But hey, it's a long season. We'll see. I mean, we don't even know if we're. The, if the suspended season is going to happen one way or another, I mean, we may be talking about seeing this thing pan out months from now, and it'll be plenty of time for these guys to figure these things, figure this out. But I, I will mean, give them all this talent; they should be able to figure this out. If they don't get to the NBA Finals; it's a bust and a half, and that could definitely will, happen. I will say it'll be interesting to see who they bring in. They send out uh, two, three players in this deal, only bring one back in, so that opens two roster spots. Uh, they could make a trade here but as now well. You're yeah. It'd be frustrating, Bobby. Expect- buyout time, every good name out there, Brooklyn's going to get every one of them. You know, yeah. always happens. You know, I just want a ring. I'll take my five million and, and go there. Everyone. I mean, I'm interested to see what they get for Dinwiddie, too. Surprised he wasn't in this package. Surprised Houston didn't push for him. That's a great player when he comes back next year. He'll be at a higher price tag because he got to sign him. But uh, that's a guy who, despite being injured, has value around the league. There would be plenty of teams that would want to acquire him just to pay him next year and have that leg up with the bird rights. Uh, for some reason or another, his bird rights transfer when they trade him. So that's another guy that they could trade and get something for. Uh, they're going to have to fill out this roster. They're a little thin inside. Jordan can't get done alone, as John said. And uh, they're going to need uh, you know, probably another guard when they go small. Can Durant play center for those kind of minutes? Like there are a ton of questions here, Jimmy. I'm not gonna, you know, completely yeah. throw away the fact that this well, team could go wrong, but uh, the, the talent is unmatched. Let's get to what it means for the Celtics. Yeah, let's, done with them. I'm done with the Nets tonight. Okay, done with them. Done until next show. Yeah, done with them. <laughs> no, but for real, what's the trickle down here? Okay, because immediately you see four teams making trades, and you're like, couldn't we have gotten in the mix there somehow? You know, and like. Uh, you know, figuring out like, you know, people are moving. That means they're either desperate or they're clearing out players or clearing out. And this is where the Celtics want to be. They want to be there when, when the things start falling, you know, in their direction, who's, how does this change things? Now, Oladipo now in Houston, is he a long-term guy there? Is he a TPE sort of player? If, if Houston wants to get that off the books and have the money and get, continue to get younger, or do they hope that he can, regain his superstar form. They sign him long-term. I don't really know. Cleveland has a mess of big men. Now you're seeing a lot of talk about Drummond. I don't know why the F the Celtics would ever want to do that, but like eight people put it in the chat and I've seen it on Twitter a bit. We've been um, talking been about linked. Drummond for like eight years. Yeah, he's been linked to the Celtics since he was drafted, I think. But Since drafted, yeah, for real. 
Yeah. Um, so does does this does the movement of these players to wherever they are? You know, uh, is PJ Tucker if Houston's cleaning out? He's a guy we've talked about. Someone just put that in the chat. Um, you know, uh, does that do anything? Like, is, is there anything out there off of this trade that you guys see? Bobby's a Tucker guy. Makes things available. Is Houston now uh, is Gordon? Is he more possible? Or are they trying to hold on to some of those pieces? I, I don't know. That, that's what I'm kind of interested in now. What's the fallout and how might it impact the Celtics? So if if Houston's stacking up picks and it just ultimately becomes a player for a player thing, I don't know why you wouldn't go after Tucker. The Celtics have no reason to draft players for years to come with the amount of young players that are in here. Uh, the question would be, who would you trade? I guess it would come to come down to Semi Ojale or uh, probably Javante Green, one of those two, and just kind of do a player pick swap. I don't know if you get to trade one first rounder or two, but PJ Tucker would fit right in with this roster, allow them to play a smaller four who can shoot rather than Grant Williams. Maybe Grant would be the guy that you would give up in that trade possibly if they want a player of value. I've wanted him for a long time in Boston. Now, is the production the same as it was two years ago? No, but the guy still defends like crazy. He could change your, the image of your defense. You know, you guys know how much the Celtics defense right. to start this year is driving me nuts. Uh, so that guy has immense value. I'm still upset that the Celtics didn't acquire him in 17 when the Raptors went out and got him. I'm all in on him. Who is this? Yeah, I'm with Tucker? DJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking like, to him I in the offseason. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Every time he starts talking about defense, I nod off. But no, I, I, I think <laughs> offseason, Bobby. Oh, PJ Tucker, though, that's a, that's a good one. would be a nice addition some, somehow. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what it would take. It's going to be a cheap who, price. I wouldn't give up a lot for him. Uh, Gordon, exactly. Hayward, Gordon Hayward is headed to the tunnel. Oh, Injured? God. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, his wife's in labor again. Oh wow! Uh, they're I saying left, somewhere. I knew it. They're saying left hip or thigh. So you know, but whatever. I'm unreal. That's too bad. Anyways, did you guys see that, uh, that that post game interview? Did anyone see that as a shot towards the Celtics? I didn't see it that way. He was saying how fun the offense is and how it's uh, everyone gets their own opportunity. Everyone gets a sort of an equal opportunity kind of offense. And I don't know. So I, I read an article that someone thought that uh, they took that as a shot towards the Celtics. The oh, shot's really? been made. I mean, he the lead reason for him leaving was essentially a shot. I don't know if you take it as a shot that he couldn't be number one here, but I mean, that's been pretty evident for a while that that's why he left and he's doing his thing down there. Hopefully, it's not not a big thing. I, I've enjoyed watching that team for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, whether it's a shot, it's at least a subtweet. You know, like yeah. you know, it's it was it was this way here. Now he it's was thinking it. Now it's here, right? He's, I mean, he basically he's acknowledging said it. The contrast, yeah, he's acknowledging he's, the contrast. He said it. I moved for opportunity. I wanted to be. I mean, he basically said, "Look, yeah. I want to be the man." I was the third wing on this team mm-hmm. there, and I actually didn't even view it as shots. It was like they got two of the up and cut, two of the best up and coming wings in basketball. I'm playing third fiddle on this team. I'm in my prime. I want to go be prime Gordon. Yeah. Right. I don't. Right. I don't begrudge. It's honest. I actually didn't even view it as a shot. It's yeah. just basically it's like. The truth. John's These like, guys are pretty freaking good, and I'm playing behind them there, and I'm still right. really good. I want to keep. I want the world right. to know I'm good. I want. I want to make my mark. You know, and he can work on education reform too. Now, oh, that's a lot of oh, that's <laughs> dang, Charlotte needs. Charlotte from the hip. He's just pulling. Damn. Okay, Bobby. I like it. I know we moved on from from like the Rockets Nets, but I'm <laughs> just glass. talking about. Mr. Glass. Yeah, we were just talking about. Yeah. Gordon's comments, but man, those 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 comments from Demarcus Cousins and John Wall today—you don't see that that often. I mean, as crazy as oh. the NBA is, you don't see players go after players publicly like that. Star like, on star crime like that. Yeah, that yeah. was that's when you know it was. I came here for that. John Wall was the quote. Wow, yeah, that was that was tough. I mean, man, talk about a crazy locker room that must have been. Or not even. I don't, again, I don't even know if these guys are allowed. I don't even know if there's that much like team unity going on this year i don't even know what players are allowed to do with each other um at least in this in the arena so i don't even know if teams are allowed to be that close but certainly the rockets were not that's one thing we, we know it's a good point jimmy on the closeness like will there be time for Harden to even integrate with these guys practice is certainly non-existent and then we think about postponements if it comes to that with them tyler johnson has a uh, you know, contact tracing thing going on there in Brooklyn right now as well. I don't think there's a case in Brooklyn, 
It was 16 cases this last week. I don't think Brooklyn was one of them, but if you have a stoppage in Brooklyn, that can kind of hurt your development there. So there are a lot of things floating around and they do get a little thinner here. Let's make no mistake, Jared Allen and uh, um, the other guy there were huge bosses. Yeah. Like those were, those were big time players in their rotation. They already lost Yeah. (laughs) The things started chipping away early on the chair. Not all of it. I still like man. I know we joked about it at the top of the show, but seriously, how I don't know. I mean, Levert could really pop off. The East here. is really good right now. You know, his he office could really. Brogdon. Yeah, exactly. That's Playing off of Brogdon, that could really push him up to another plateau. You know, twenty-two plus point score. Who knows? I mean, between him and Sabonis, you know, that that could be the next up-and-coming duo that that's going to be uh, rivaled against against Tatum and and, and Brown. What's up with Kemba? Is he going to play or what? Or this, if the Celtics ever play again, will he be on the court? The Celtics are never going to play again. <laughs> I think the there's a decent just, chance they play Friday. All. Now, does will the Kemba league – uh, I don't think Kemba's going to play Friday. He didn't practice yet, so I don't know how he would be ready to play. We might be another week out on Kemba. I do think the Celtics, though, could be ready but yeah. to – well, the plan was to ramp him up in practice for a week and, you know, have him at shoot around and all that stuff. Yeah, they didn't practice all week. So he's at least, you know, four days out if that's the amount of practices he would need. So this I, is entirely speculative. We they, could no play, yeah. they could play on Friday. I, I think that's they could have speculative. Friday. But they, Friday. Called it yet, they called the other games early. They knew it. Yeah, yeah the, magic, the Magic on Friday, I believe, it's in Boston. But I don't know. I thought I. It depends if you count Friday as a day. You know, it's that whole like is is today a day? End of the day or the beginning of the day? Yeah. yeah. If it's seven days and Friday counted as day one, then they're not eligible. Then they are eligible. But if sat all of those guys went into the protocol on Friday, if day one is Saturday, then they're not eligible. Under yeah, sure. Because then it'd be Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday is the seventh day. They got to clear Friday. To be well, able their to exposure play. would have been third, uh, yeah, Friday in that game, yeah. So, so Friday to Friday is actually eight it, days. Yeah, it's that whole. It's yeah, today. Like, day. People came Wait, how many days are in a week? Right. <laughs> uh, really, um, days. That was, be, a, that was a Seinfeld bit. It's going to be that wacky skeleton lineup on Friday, though. Is that? Still true, or or, or some well, questionable guys like no, Tristan, uh, Tristan and Grant. Grant? Yep, they were the guys who went in early. We're eligible to return, um, okay. so that would have put them over the eight threshold. Damn, that means less taco. I was hoping to see more taco. But you'd still be screwed because you you, you your wings. You still have no Ojale, no Javante, no Jalen, no Tatum, which means you have to see right. Neesmith. That's the one downside to the games being canceled is they had no choice but to play him 30-something minutes a game because they did not have another wing. It was five guards and a couple of bigs. That was it, you know? It was, was it. Pritchard, Smart. They had no – I mean, Waters. You know, half of their team was six under the 6'2 and, and shorter. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to – if we're going to put this in perspective, like where they're at right now, Grant and Tristan went into the protocol on Thursday. Oh, it was I Thursday. Think. Then they should be cleared by Friday. Yeah. And then uh, Semi, Jalen, and Green's exposure was on Friday during the game against the Wizards. So that would be their retrospective day. If they didn't test positive, there's a chance that their seventh day could be Saturday this week or right. off that Friday. So. Grant, Tristan, if they didn't test negative, if they've continued to test negative, come out of this program after seven days. Same goes for the other ones who quarantined. The only positives we know of are Rob and Tatum. So Rob's would be up um, 10 days after Wednesday, which would be sometime this weekend. And then Tatum's would be 10 days after Friday, which would be after this weekend. Uh, so if they test negative at some point, those could be as much as two weeks for the positive guys. So they could get enough players back. The league wants teams playing with eight guys. The Sixers actually had to do it with seven guys last weekend uh, when they had injuries going on. The league actually nailed them because they think they made up the Simmons injury. Um, but they don't want to postpone games. And at this point, they've postponed seven, including these three Celtics games. And we have this question, do you just keep postponing games, keep making the spread more? Because it seems like uh, a quarantine at least spread from Tatum to Beal. And then 
the Wizards had positive cases after that. They had played the Suns, who are now quarantined. And you have an Atlanta game. So, like, there's evidence here that teams playing each other is spreading this thing because the testing's behind. Well, it's also just what they're determining is a close contact. You play a game, and they don't call it a close contact, but you shake hands and you hug a guy after the game, and it's close contact. Or you sit on the bench with them for a a while. So they're just kind of guessing. They've decided that on-court contact does not constitute close contact. And that's a doubt now, too, the athletic article. I just read the athletic article, which is they don't know that that's the case. So, right. That's... And if that's the case, it's bubble. It's if bubble case, time. It's, right. It's it shut it down and bubble up, you know? Come up with regional bubbles and then come up with a playoff bubble. I, I so I um, They sort of thought that they, they knew that was going to happen, but I think they were hoping that it would happen like two months from now, or at least that they would have the threat of, of having to go into a bubble where it's like, okay, well, we're inching towards the playoffs. This is more like the playoff bubble and, you know, 22 teams because they, they already had the – the in-tournament place, and, and yeah. So, yeah. So, it's uh, happening. Uh, Sekou Smith uh, and for NBA TV was on with uh, Sherrod, uh, uh, Sherrod Blakely on the A-List podcast. Um, oh, those really- guys nailed Harden. <laughs> great podcast, great guest. That guy, that guy's terrific. Um, but he thought um, just – the, his full, and I agreed with it because I was I was listening at the time when they were recording. Um, the I think you you tough it out as best you can, do what the NFL did, and just try to survive, and then you know live with imperfections and cancellations if you have to along the way, and so be it, um, mm-hmm. and try to make it up where you can, and then just m- get make it a playoff bubble, you know, and right. and that, has to be that playoff bubble, right? just subject the sixteen teams to a playoff bubble. Try to get there if you can. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes the most sense if you can make it there. Because, look, at the end of the day, like, you know, everyone's freaking out at the NBA for, uh, you know, what they're doing, not doing um, here. But, I mean, how are they different than the rest of the world? The rest of the world's going about their business as well, uh, for the most part, trying to put some safety protocols in place, wear masks, do things, restaurants at 20% capacity, X, Y, Z, and then just kind of live with this and deal with it. So that's kind of where they are. If they're going to keep doing it, they're going to take this risk on uh, and go. I mean, everything in the world is safer in a bubble, but the entire world can't go in one. So you either don't play or play with risk. And that's kind of where you're stuck right now. You know, um, I personally think, and again, I don't know, put yourself, I get it. It's boring. You leave your family and this and that. If I'm 25 years old and they say you got to go play in a bubble for six months because that's your job, I would just do it. I wouldn't love it, but I would do it. What's different between being deployed overseas or working somewhere where you're constantly having to travel or X, Y, Z and be away from people? Sometimes that's just what the job calls for. So I didn't think it was ridiculous to play a whole season in a bubble. I might have tried a 60 gamer and keep it really tight. Maybe take a you know take a break, let people go home, come back for playoffs. I don't know the best solution, but at this point they're in it. I don't see any way out it, it, until you get to the playoffs, and then maybe you can bubble it up again. Yeah, no, difference is these are players who are entitled, and some of them are very entitled. Some of them are very rich. But they're young, um, and they want certainly have not. They want to live their lives of the same mindset the of you know, <laughs> the troops. So I think that they're going into with a different men- mentality there, but. You're right that they listen. There's a lot of people in this world that would go live in a Disney resort for six months and get paid millions of dollars to do it and play basketball. And if they have to zoom in with uh, their family members from time to time, um, you know, so be it. Like you said, John, a lot of people are making sacrifices right now. Um, so if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. And guess what? They can also opt out. No one's forcing them to go, right? So um, we saw that happen last year. Some players opted out. And um, that was their decision, and I'm sure that they're happy yeah. with their decision that they made. So, and the ones who went to the bubble, um, I, I think, I think they all enjoyed. Or I don't want to speak, but I imagine it was it was a success. It looked like a lot of them were having a good time in there, and it was a Dwight from was. a from a product standpoint for, really for, for the for the fans. It was a blast. I mean, the, yeah. it was some of the best basketball we've seen. So no, we, and this, we already we already know I, we already know that it works. So I think, and one, you know, difference. Commenters can tell us this, but there's something detrimental. Can you? I can hear Bobby. Yeah. So there's something detrimental to 
<laughs> not having games for a week, like the Celtics just did. And then the whole league and different teams getting taken out of action for multiple days. Like fans just look at that. Like I, I know I kind of and just said, screw this. Like this isn't going to work. We're tuning out. Like the Celtics season isn't even happening for as much as we're concerned. And that's the like big loss right now to these shutdowns. Could you have shut down when the Celtics first had this issue about a week ago for a week, cleared these players out of quarantine, come up with the better precautions, as they said here, and really hammer down having backup players? Because the reason these games aren't happening isn't because there's COVID cases or quarantine players. It's because they don't have enough players. And why is the G League doing a bubble? I still don't understand this. These are dozens and dozens of players that could be in reserve. The main red cause could be rolling up in Maine right now training. So when the Celtics have seven players left, you can ship in five players. I can't believe Who that the they're doing this stupid G League bubble. I know. Like, it just makes no sense. There's no money to be made. It's an expense. I think that sucks. That's the worst thing you're going to do is, is, is basically. The entire, entire hey, so you'd rather have no team for a week? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would rather have no basketball yeah. for a week than watch seven. No offense to anyone on the main red class. It's just you can't crown an NBA champion if half the games are being played with G leaguers. You just can't. It's it's going well, to be right now, half the, play, the games aren't being played. Period. I like well, you know, they will be. They will be. Right? How is that fair? I mean, how is that fair to a team if they, um, you know, whatever, a few of their players are down, and now all of a sudden they have to play five games with with the main red clause roster and that goes on their record. And, and maybe they, maybe they missed the playoffs or maybe they are screwed out of a certain seed or maybe it happens in the playoffs. I don't know. But like, if it may, you know, if I'm a fan of a specific team, I would much rather say, Hey guys, take the week off, get healthy and come back with the roster that you spent all this money on and that you've, you know, mortgaged your future on in some cases and you're trying to win games. You, you know, it, it's pretty short sighted to say, Oh, Let's power through it. The NFL could power through it. They have one game a week. NBA and NHL can't do that. I mean, yeah, if you want to plug in a one or two guys, that's fine. I mean, that's end of you know they don't end up playing the court. But if you need to, if you need to do a situation like the Celtics are in, where you're relying on players who aren't ready to be in the NBA to win games for you, I just don't think that's fair. And at the end of the season, the, fa- the fairness is out the window. The Raptors are in Tampa. The Sixers just had a play with a guy named Dakota and Tyrese Maxey leading the way for two games against the Nuggets and a, a Hawks team that are very good teams. So, like, the fairness is out the window here. It's Different not completely teams. out the window, but it would I, be. If, if I think it's pretty far out the window. But if it continues, yeah, I think definitely it's out the window. And also, when you when you factor in teams that, you know, yeah, we're talking about, you know, ultimately affecting their record and and maybe a game or two or three, you know, keeps you out of the playoffs because of that stretch. And at the end of the day, what were we going to get? Uh, these, these lopsided games that we were getting? Or, or, right. or better yet, you know, the, the players not being able to, you know, because of they, they didn't necessarily test positive for COVID itself, you know, to, to wipe off six, seven players night to night, I think it's better you postpone it and you make up those games on the back end. Do they realistically make up every single game? Probably not. But at least you'll get a better representation yeah. of the record at the end of that. You know, because you're not going to be able to think about, well, what about those two weeks where, you know, they were dropping games left and right because they didn't have their guys and they were up against a team that did or had the majority of them. Yeah. It's uh, – I, I don't want to see the G League. You guys are either. so excited to see Aaron Neesmith lead the way. This is an experiment. I, I, Sink or swim. I wanted to see it for one game. Bobby, I, I want to see one Aaron Neesmith. I don't want to see eight. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy they banged out three games. You between know? between Tremont, uh, Neesmith, and Taco, Celtics were pretty much down in the G League at that point. You want to go much deeper guys? than that, but you know that's where we are. I'd rather have something going than no games. All of a sudden, you're rescheduling games. Like this isn't easy for other teams at the end there either. Okay, like, where are all these games going to go? So this is the first place. I think you'd be happy. Only- first place. Great. Let's, all right, let's move How's on. How's Tatum going to look when he's back from this? I don't know. So that's the one thing, I, you know, I'm not, not going to be alarmist over it. I hate not having heard anything um, about he's doing fine. This guy's asymptomatic. Nothing's going on. I, you, you wanna, I'm pretty sure both were asymptomatic. Yeah, but I want, like, you know, you see those percentage of people who are like, yeah, it was really bad. I had a tough time breathing for months or my heart exploded. You know, like there's a, those are rare cases, but I mean, we saw it locally with, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez and a couple of other athletes and this and that, like 
you don't want your star players getting COVID, even if 20-year-olds no. have largely been able to avoid any sort of both symptoms and lo long-term effects off it. Like, it sucks having this running through, theoretically running through the team. Um, so it's not something you want to see happen. Uh, so I'm hoping, you know, for the, for the best here, but I'm definitely a tad concerned. Rob especially. I mean, didn't You're he concerned? have some sort of blood flow? Rob had some sort of blood flow condition that he was dealing with coming into the league too. So, like, yeah. you get worried when you start to hear those things. And that's like, you know, we haven't even touched on that. The league keeps saying that there's no condition where they stop this. Are they just waiting for someone to collapse on the floor well, like college the basketball? Like, when the Florida guy did, I was like, this is going to be bad for all sports. And amazingly, it didn't happen. Um, it didn't. It's not going to be a problem until either something like that happens or there's, you know, an entire slate of uh, of games can't be played, you know, when, when it's 12 teams, you know, double digits. You know, I think once it reaches that point, you have to because it's just it's going to be ridiculous. You bring you up a good point, John. Yeah. What could be the lasting effect on this, on Tatum, on Rob, on everybody in this league who ends up with it for years to come? Right, that's, I mean, that's, that's what they're playing well, with. Let's, let's, it, not, let's not go there because we have no idea what we're talking about when, when we talk about any sort of effects. So. Well, neither does the league. I mean, no one knows that. So that's what they're playing well, with. Then, I mean, you can say that about anything. I mean, shut down the, shut down the country, I guess, or shut down the world because we don't know what's going to happen in two years. You can't. So it's their, at the end of the day, it's their decision to play. No one's making them play. And it's Jimmy, can't I be worried? Run. Can't I be worried for Jason? He's only nineteen. We're, we're worried. <laughs> you could be worried, but let's not be like, oh, well, what's going to happen in four years? I'm not saying shut the league down. They're just a better plan. Okay. The plan right now isn't working. Can we all agree on that? Like this I just think isn't it's working. Just is what it is. It was There's, this. Yeah. It, it is. It's not a plan. It just is going to happen this way. You know. There's no. There's no. You can't play basketball without getting within six feet of somebody unless you're james harden i guess right and you're only you're, as you know, clear 40 footer as, as the as the you're only as safe as the least responsible idiot on your team you know right like that's the, other thing. that's the thing i'm amazed the nfl made it through the season because you're talking about 50 60 people plus the coaches and the training staff the amount of people in the orbit of an nfl team oh, and can be i mean i go you go down there for training camp okay the training camp roster would have 90 dudes on it 15 trainers 20 something coaches pr staff it's 100 and something people all just mixing in with one another media and fans job segmenting them this year and keeping them apart scouts trainers everybody was apart and it was an outdoor sport which helped basketball it's it's smaller but it's still you're as safe as the dumbest person on your team you know uh, who goes and does whatever the hell they want, and then kind of walks in around all of you guys, and that's it. Yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta consider too. A lot of these guys that are out right now are in contact tracing, like all these guys that are out, don't have it, and that could be a preventative measure that actually helps us from getting worse uh, down the line. Here, my bigger issue isn't about guys being out, isn't about games getting postponed. It's that they didn't have backup players ready to go, bigger rosters at the very least. I think that's what they're going to have to do here to make this a little more sustainable. Because my biggest problem is when a team like the Celtics gets shut down for a week here, like, you know, Jimmy's talking about fair. That's just not fair. All of a sudden you're ramping guys up again and, you know, trying to get back into the flow of things after a week. Like that's just, that's not a season to me, but you know, we'll see what adjustments they make so far. No more high-fiving before games. No more hugging after games. And uh, that's what you get there. Oh, and you can't have visitors in the room either. Why was that's that a thing get. before? No more hugging, guys. Yeah. Good. Jeez. Um, Gordon, Gordon Hayward ruled out with a hip injury. Um, strained hip, they said. Jeez. But whatever. Ruled out for the hip rest. Black, sir. Celtics curse. He said that thing. He said that thing last night. I'm telling you. Mean. It was a shot. It was a shot to Celtics. He was just mean. <laughs> that he just means T-Rowe. Tenure with the Celtics. Let, let, let's just call it what it is. T-Rowe goes for 50. Bad luck, okay? It was bad luck. It was nothing personal. It was nothing, you know, it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just bad luck. That's what they'll read in the textbook, you know, 30 years from now. Should they have traded him for Turner? I don't know. <laughs> we, we, that might be a footnote in that chapter. No, I'm just kidding. He's looking good. Turner's. I been thought I heard that. I thought I heard Miles Turner was a defensive force last night. Is that true? All season. I, right now, I'm hearing he's second in defensive player of the year conversation. 
Yeah. Oh anyway, my god, Watson. Bobby with the Bobby. biggest apology cam of all time if that happens. With which one? Turner? Turner. Defensive What's going to be great? Then he he jersey. But he stinks. He they can't shoot. They acquire he a war. We get Bobby a jersey, a Miles Turner jersey. He has the rocket. That's yeah, the tough thing. That. You keep four. joking about that, John. They probably couldn't get him right now, the way he's playing. 44 blocks in 11 games. I mean, the production's been through the roof on the well, defensive end for them. I want every Celtics fan four and reporter box a game. on apology cam, then, if that's the case. <laughs> You got a point for right now. We'll let it develop some more as it continues. But uh, your takes from the, your takes from the preseason are looking good, Jimmy. I well, still underrated Miles Turner, maybe something like that. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wasn't I the Miles Turner guy anyway? Um, <laughs> yeah, you were. You were anti people. It's tough to tell were. you and Jimmy apart no, John, sometimes. John, you, just, you were more. You were Brian more, on the same highway. You were. John was more like. It's okay. To like, that, like that was that was his main. I was miles. I was miles over Tristan. Uh, you're miles from, over yeah, you are. Yeah, from yep, the so jump. Was I. So was I. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, just to recap, because we're gonna wrap it up. We've been on an hour. Um, Nets acquire Harden. Uh, nobody knows where <sighs> Kyrie is. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're soon gonna be teammates. Um, and up the by the way, real quick, that's going to happen. Watch. Kyrie's going to drop something soon. You'll see. Oh, Kyrie's going to be like, I've been here the whole time, and it's awesome, and we're bros, yeah. and he's going to pretend nothing happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, he, like like you said, he, he's going to spin it, and he's going to blame everybody else, and everyone else is going to feel like an idiot by the end of, by the, end of Everyone's yeah. the interview. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I know what's yeah. real, and people don't know what's real. You yeah, dark no, pawn. Tired you pawns. It's a, what we have here, you know, and whatever. Yeah, I'm um, telling you, basketball, you know, it's like just the greatest like drama show compared to any other professional league. Like it doesn't even come close. Awesome. Like you can't predict this stuff. It's like every season and got impeached and 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 hard storyline. My timeline was 80% hard and 20% we just impeached the president. Dropped at the same exact time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Identical timing. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. We knew that. Hard, though. <laughs> this is crazy. That's, this, is, this is legit crazy what's happening yeah. here. The way that escalated in three days was pretty wild, though. It was over the course of four games. Oh my God. His production went from, just went out the went window. From this country to this league, man. Oh my I'll God. Tell you, this league. What? The president? No, Harden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I bet Harden wishes he did it earlier. Just had that 90 second presser that sent the GM running to the trade tables. After ten games now, he showed up. I love the announcer though, James Harden with a pregame meal. But like, <laughs> yeah. I was chanting Fry, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, my God, he showed up looking again, just the way he did. But those four games in a row, fifteen points, sixteen points, twenty points. He was just like, guys, I'm mailing it in here. Is anybody <laughs> yeah. paying attention? And finally, he's like, all right, screw it. I'm just literally gonna say it. Yeah. You know? I'm just gonna say it. You're not kidding. You're not getting the picture. So he goes to the table and he's like, I hate all of you. You know? <laughs> the Everyone situation can't be And you and you And that was it. And then they're like, okay, I guess I guess trade him then. So. Yeah, wow. Talk about forcing your hand. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap it up. Um, we've got maybe a game on Friday. Uh, and if that's that, we'll talk about it. If not, we might jump on here once more this week and let you know what's going on. If somebody locates Kyrie, uh, maybe we'll sure. do something there. Um, so expect to hear from us uh, again later this week in some form or another. We will see uh, if there's any news. Obviously, if there's anything as far as the Celtics go, dominoes fall here. Maybe we get a clearer picture of what they might do because, again, everyone's mind immediately here goes – a bunch of teams made a trade. When are we going to make a trade? So, again, you got it? No, I was going to say one thing. We didn't mention this, but are we all on the same page? I know we are. That We're glad that the Celtics didn't trade for James Harden, right? We're all, oh, yeah. We're yeah. all there. You know we're me. all there. Okay. I told you I would, I, I would have retired from this show and stopped watching basketball <laughs> this year. You know, you know the way I looked at it, guys? And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jimmy, because, well, John, uh, the fact that the Celtics now, Jason Tato and Jalen Brown – 
have an opportunity to, to knock off two top five guys in the best of seven series. Like it, it, they've never done it. They haven't. The Celtics just haven't been able to do that yet. And it's going to be a huge challenge, but I'm excited for it. I, I, I would prefer it this way. And I think Danny Ainge is too. I wish the Celtics could have somehow been the Cleveland in this trade, picking up Jared Allen out of the fold. Yeah. I don't know how the number line up there, but that would have been interesting. Were, I think Danny was monitoring this thing for a while, but if there was something there, he would have. And, and yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking more of along the lines of maybe Gordon or someone like that. I was wondering whether the lines would have been uh, if, Kem- if Kemba can be included in a money push somewhere else, it gets you a player that you would rather have. And I'm that- holding out on Kemba. I am. I sold my shares in the preseason. I'm on record. Sold them early. Yeah. In the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah, I did. I sold them early. So I'm holding on to. Okay. So good. That's the one thing we have to look for. Look, and that is exciting. And that is a bummer with these games canceled. We might have gotten to see him, but hopefully we'll see him uh soon. Uh and uh then we can decide what if, we think if they make right. up these games in the back end like then those those are games that you would theoretically have Kemba Walker for that you wouldn't have had him for if they reschedule them so who knows maybe it's a good thing in the long run yeah so Celtics I mean again you don't want COVID running but they dodged a bullet by having these, this many people sit and not able to play because these would have been all losses um and then you get Kemba more time to heal so yeah theoretically he misses fewer games overall so that's that's probably a good thing so um that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, CLNS Media, and Celtics blog, Josue Pavone, heavy.com, CLNS Media. We will see you guys later this week.